Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. You're listening to Eye on the Community. I'm Vicki Pepper. Pathways from Boys to Men assists individuals with resources to find full or part-time job placement, career training, housing assistance, and mentorship. Pathways from Boys to Men also provide support services for housing resources and transportation assistance. They're hosting their annual charity gala this Saturday, October 22nd. On the line to tell us more is James Randolph, founder of Pathways from Boys to Men. Thank you for joining me. Good morning, and thank you for having me. James, start by telling us, why did you start this organization? Well, I, you know, it, it's going to take me back to... Um how I was raised, how I was brought up in my childhood. My family, I'm from uh, actually originally from Waco, Texas, and and it was a small community. And there it was like the community was like a village where people cared about each other and, and shared resources and support with each other. And and I got here, and, and I started working. I actually worked for the Los Angeles County Assessor, for almost 30 years, and, and a couple years before I retired, I felt like I was missing something. Something was, I had a void in my spirit, in my soul, in my gut. I just, I wasn't complete. And a few years earlier, you know, probably about 20 years earlier, I had done an assessment, and in the assessment, it identified that one of the things that I liked was serving, was helping, was doing for others. And so I decided, I asked my wife, what were her thoughts on uh, starting a nonprofit organization? And so she said, go for it. <laughs> and and so I did. And, uh, you know, we just actually celebrated 17 years in September, but we're doing our gala in, in October but that, you know, the way I was brought up, how we help people, how the community worked together to help the people in the community. And, and I just wanted to bring that back. I wanted to bring some of that back. And so that's the why, the desire to help others. And I've always done that. Even, even when I worked for the Los Angeles County Assessor's Office, I was assistant to the um, person that did the charitable givings in the assessor's office and we went out in the community during the holidays and gave out turkeys and gifts and you know we just and I was there I was I was a part of that I was out knocking letting the people know that taking the items the food the resources the toys to those folks and so 
it's been in my DNA forever. You know, I've always been uh, one that wanted to help, and so I'm doing it. That's what I'm doing, and I'm I'm living my best life yet. This is my purpose and my passion, helping others. And how long has Pathway from Boys to Men been serving the community? For 17 years, over 17 years now. So, you know, we started off providing housing. That was the beginning. We did that for about six years, and, and the people that we housed were veterans coming back from Iraq at the time, people that were homeless and didn't have a place to stay, as well as men coming out of prison. Now, we started with men I'm, because that was my thinking. My, my thinking process was let's help some, let's help the men. And, and then they, I had a couple sons that were there as well. So we did that. And in the meantime, while we were doing that, I was out looking for um, opportunities for employment. So we started working uh, with HUD, Housing and Urban Development. And at that time, in in, uh, 2007, it was the mortgage meltdown, I guess that's what they call it. And so what I started doing was providing property preservation. So what we would do is we'd go out to Victorville, Atalanto, Hesperia, Oceanside. You know, we would go all over the place, and we would clean the houses. We would cut the lawns. We would any safety issues that were prevalent, uh, holes in the you know just anything that was safety issue, wall, holes in the walls, holes in the floor. We would patch those up, and then we would um, until the property was sold, we would take care of the uh, weekly or the biweekly maintenance. So that was the way we were able to provide job opportunities. But before I did that, I went to a, a Rio Mac convention in Palm Springs, and, and I, I got an opportunity to meet about four uh, asset managers, and I was able to connect with them. And that was the reason. That's how, that's the how, that's how we got the opportunities to um, get the jobs, the work that we were doing. So it, it took some, you know, you had to, you ha- had to be in the right place at the right time. And so that I was there at the, at the uh, event and trying to make connections so that we could uh, create opportunities for the people in our community. So that's that story. I did this for about seven years. And uh, once the uh, mortgage meltdown started coming back, the contractors or the that I was working with, one of the guys lost the HUD grant. I, I, it's not a grant; it's they were were doing the HUD properties, and so they, I got a chance to work with a, a company called Asset Management Specialists, and it, it was a few other companies that we worked with as well while we were doing those properties, the cleanings of those properties. So. It was awesome. It was it was really a good opportunity. You know, one of the things that, you know, we are concerned with, with men coming out of prison is recidivism and finding ways to get them opportunities to work. We want the work. The men that's coming out of prison want to work. They want to be productive individuals. They're not just one uh, handout. They want to work. So what we did was we was able to provide them with a place to stay and uh, opportunity to work. 
And uh, yeah, and we had some spiritual things that we were able to provide for them as well because we want to, you know, not just focus on the just the job, but that's the most important, and the housing. That's the you know another very important part. But our mindset, you know, so we also provided we did meetings at the house. We had Alcoholics Anonymous meetings, and and we you know we did them weekly so that just you know in the event. We want to make sure that you're working on your mind and your body. I'm speaking with James Randolph, founder of Pathways from Boys to Men. Tell us more about the services you provide. Currently, we actually started this new phase in about 2000, I will say 16. And it, we call it the Career Quest Program. And the, with the Career Quest Program, we do workshops. And they include life skills, resume, writing, and review interview skills. We've partnered with the Carpenters Union and we've had some of the carpenters come through and do workshops. And so uh, we do introduction to construction and we we want more of the construction trades. We want to uh, meet more of the construction individuals, uh, uh, unions, uh, like the electrical union and, and the plumbers union. But, you know, right now we're working with the Carpenters Union, and we have been working with them since 2017. And uh, we've been able to send some of the participants to the program called My Brother's Keeper. That's a program that's like a three-week program that the Carpenters Union uh, has for the people that are trying to get in the union. And so it's, it's uh, you go through that program, you, and some of the things that we kind of share with the young people, when, oh, by the way, it's not just men, it's women as well. So we've sent some women to some of the programs as well. So with that said, what we do, and because when I first came to California, I went through a program called CETA, a CETA program, and that was back in 1976. I think President Nixon started that program and Jimmy Carter continued it. And, you know, I was out there, didn't didn't know, you know, just was out there like, you know, what we used to say in Texas, a chicken with his head cut off, just going back and forth, back and forth, back. But somehow my fiance at the time, which is my wife now for over 40 years, suggested that I maybe go to the Urban League and see if they could help me. And so I did, and and as a matter of fact, they were able to get me into a program for a carpenter's apprenticeship program, and it was a two-month program, but the thing that was really helpful for me was they gave us a stipend of $100 per week, and so if I hadn't had that stipend, I wouldn't have been able to make it to the area to do the training. So that CETA program and programs like that are very, very, very beneficial to the the underserved community because I didn't have the money, you know, to go to the uh, class every day. But at that time, gas was, you know, in 1976, gas was much, 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 much lower than it is today. But just think if the people that are going through these programs now have to pay for their gas and, and things of that nature, it, it, it will be um, a very challenging situation for them. So that's what I did, and I was able to learn some things, and, and some of the things that I share with my students or the folks that are coming through the program is that 
we have to stay busy and we can't go in the to work or to uh, the classrooms with our, our pants hanging below our behinds. Uh, we have to, you know, be groomed as, as best we can and know how to speak and, and listen when the person is telling you to do something. And if you don't understand, ask that individual to repeat what they're telling you to do, your instructions. So you don't just go off and start doing what you want to do. You make sure you know and always, always stay busy. You know, even if it doesn't seem like it's anything to do, get a broom and sweep up your work area. Keep your area clean and safe of debris. You know, always, you know, I worked on that job almost two years and I saw so many apprentices coming to that job and going and leaving in a week because they weren't staying busy. And I was 21 years old and I was, I was uh, hopping around. I was staying busy. I, you know, I knew that I had work ethic. And so that's what we have to uh, share with them. This is work. And that's what you have to do when you get there is work. And, you know, you give them whatever amount of time and don't be late. You know, always, you know, stay 15, 20 minutes ahead of time. If you're on time, you're late. So go to work and be ready to, to work when you get there. So those are some of the things that I share. I'm, it's a lot more things that I, I share with the individuals that are going through our program. But, you know, uh, you can't be smoking no weed. That's one of the big things that in construction right now that's huge safety issue. And so you got to be free of any kind of mind-altering chemical because if you have an accident or someone you cause an accident, that's going to cause that contractor quite a bit of money because of, of, of your negligence. So stay focused on your job and uh, be there on time and give them 110% while you're there. Always stay busy. So those are some of the things that I share with our trainees and then we do other things because you know sometimes you know, you may not be you know that may not be a good fit so we've been partnering actually with home depot since 2010 and we've had well at least 100 people that we've gotten jobs at home depot now you know what we do is we just want again put them, get them in the right mindset you know make sure that they uh you know they know you know, what they're supposed to do, being on time with a belt on, you know, not with your pants hanging below your butt, you know, still toe boots, whatever you need to be at that job. And so what one of the things that we do also, and I just want to bring it up, is we help with, if you're in construction, we help you with uh, your boots and you come to our program. Let me just say that you come to our program, you, we help you with your boots, your hard hat, your gloves, your tool belt your best, we make sure that you're ready. And then I help this young man pay his union dues. Uh, you know, one, you know, because once you join a union, you, you know, you have to pay dues. But you got benefits. You know, the benefits are phenomenal. You get so much money per month, per hour for a vacation. So I remember the first vacation check I got in 1976, it was over $1,500. I see good stars above. <laughs> it was like, mm -hmm. wow. Again, I was 21. So then we also have financial literacy. So, you know, not just uh, make the money, but when you make the money, 
put something back. You know, you never know what they always used to say when I was a kid. I know it's not, but put something up for a rainy day because you don't know when it's going to rain. And, and if you're not prepared, you're going to get wet. So what I tell young people, uh, uh, old people, is if you stay ready, you don't have to get ready. So be focused and be consistent. Focus and consistency and, and prepared. Uh, you know, I have a little uh, five P's that I say. Proper preparation prevents poor performance. So if you're properly prepared, performance won't be poor. So as a matter of fact, I didn't say we, we also uh, do anger management. I, I do an anger management uh, workshop, and we do um, time management, communications, We've been working with several organizations, and one of the organizations that we work with is Youth Bill. Now, they have a lot of youth bills over in California, so we've been to multiple youth bills, and we do um, life skills. We even um, teach them, you know, how to tie a tie, just uh, some basic things so that they could be successful when they go on that job interview. You know, if they have a tie on, you want to look your best. You know, when you look your best, people look at you like, oh, this guy may be a, a good fit. So if you if you look good, you go in there and your chest is out. And, and I'm, I'm not leaving out women because if you look at my website, we service women too. And I'm, I want to reiterate that. I, I don't want to just, we're not just, you know, talking about um, men, but we work with families, you know, not, you know, youth, uh, women, families, and men. And, um, you know, I just thought about this other class, this architecture class. I have a young man that we've been working with through Pathway from Boys to Men that's been working with them on architecture. You know, how, you know, they just go through uh, the blueprints and they review. They know where the windows are. They know where the doors are. So the architecture class, you know, I'm, we're going to get more involved in that one as well. But that's just one of the classes. And, and then I have another uh, person that comes through a, uh, that's a um, home inspector. So, you know, he's very good at his job. And he, he even brought a drone to our workshop. And he flew the drone on top, you know, on top of the roof looking for roof leaks, uh, roof you know, um, just to see what the roof looks, looks like. So, so it's, you know, we're doing a financial literacy, introduction to construction, uh, life skill classes, finance, you know, um, you know, a whole lot of things that may be able to, and then we do job referrals. You know, we do job referrals. If someone is, has an ability to um, do the job, then, you know, and, and, and they come in and, they go through all the process that we take them through, then we want to make sure that we can get them an opportunity. And then once they get the opportunity, they have to sell themselves. You know, if they go in there with their pants below their butt, I, I know I've said it several times, but that's going to be a probably right now not going to work. You know, I was talking to one of the ladies that we had worked with in the past, and they was telling me about the email address. And they told me that, they had some people, you know, I'm just using this as a, for instance, that put their name at sockettome at gmail.com. And, and they said, well, they don't even look at those. They just, those go in the waste basket. So get a professional email, just your name and no other at Gmail or Yahoo or whatever your provider is. 
you may just have to get a separate email. And then when you're on Facebook or Instagram or the, the employers are looking at all that. And so they're going to go back and look to see what you posted. You may have uh, changed since the, you know, you were maybe younger and, and did some things that were, were not so appropriate. And, and so they're going to be looking for all that. So you have to be cognizant of your social media. What impact has Pathway from Boys to Men had in the past? Each year, our numbers are climbing. And when I say um, numbers are climbing is we are helping thousands of people. Now, not only are we helping people with the workshops and referrals to jobs, but we're also uh, helping feeding people as well. We do uh, care bags. We do care bags, and uh, we're able to, you know, say, 25, at least 25 a week, you know, so 100 a month, so about 1,200 a year, care bags, and, and, and they have socks and shirts, you know, new socks, new shirts. They have uh, hygiene stuff, and it has masks. I even start putting COVID kits in the hygiene kit, as well as food, something to eat and something to drink. So we've been uh, doing that for about three years now. And then we put some other resources, like uh, where they can find resources throughout the community that, you know, like in certain areas, they have some of the churches or some other nonprofit organizations that provide other resources and, you know, so that they can be able to find resources. So that's one thing that we do. And, you know, and uh, Thanksgiving, we're giving out turkeys and we're giving out boxes of food and and then in, in Christmas, we're giving out toys and we're giving out, you know, bikes. And, and now what we do need is we have, uh, you know, some of the bikes are, most of the bikes are be, are used. So we're putting them together. We could always use some volunteers to help us put more bikes together because we have some that we can kind of put together and then we can paint them, fix them up, and then give them to somebody that needs, even some of the the adults that, that need transportation can ride a bike to the bus and then catch the bus to their destination and have some form of transportation to get to their job until they're able to get them a car or, or what have you. So where there's a will, there's a way. That's what I'm saying. You know, you have to make a decision and you need help. You know, it's not like you just, everybody needs help sometimes. Even the best of us need help. So what we're trying to do is just give a helping hand and, um, you know, help somebody. Maybe you never know. And, and then we have this new program, and I, I just want to share this. And my wife is working on this, and she's been doing a terrific job. We have a an angel fund, an angel fund. And what that does is it's for the working poor. You know, it's not for the poor poor. It's for the working poor. So if you got a job or a source of income and say you got a job and your car breaks down, but you got to pay rent also, which one are you going to do? Well, that's where uh, the angel fund comes in. If, you know, everything has to be documented, we're not just going to take your word. We we have to because we it has to be approved. But once it's approved, then we'll be able to get you uh, the resources that you need, whether it's a money or food or whatever it is that we can get. Now, again, it's for the working poor. And this year, we just got it probably around March, April, and we've been able to help over 40 families, either 
uh, rent, or even the stu- some students. And we do also provide scholarship opportunities. Let me just throw that in there because we've been doing that for the last three years. We've been able to provide. This year, uh, we didn't get any applications. So what we're going to do is we're going to give it the money that we were providing for the scholarships to uh, some of the local churches as a um, for their uh, scholarship fund. So the, some of the churches that do provide scholarships, and we have them already selected, but for their for the scholarship fund. So that is one of the things that we've been doing, and and we want to continue to do that. But we also need volunteers. We could use uh, volunteers for every phase of what we're doing. As far as I'm concerned, I'm not a real, real, real computer literate person. I'm a senior citizen, but I know I have the basics down, and we're always, you know, looking. I'm always looking to grow in that area. So, you know, I'm just putting a request out for anyone that um, needs to volunteer. You know, we even will, you know, if you have to go to volunteer through the court or you have to, you know, do some uh, volunteering, we are able to uh, provide you with some volunteer time. And tell us about your annual charity gala. All right. This is our third gala, and uh, we're celebrating our 17th year. So this year we're going to be honoring a few people, the first uh, uh, for the Lifetime Achievement Award is going to be Mayor Aquanetta Warren of Fontana. Uh, we're going to be honoring Pastor Harry Bratton of Greater Faith Grace Bible Church in uh, Rialto. We're going to be honoring Joey Broxmeyer from Amazon in, uh, I think that's Bloomington. And then we're going to be honoring David Nunez, uh, Home Depot in Rialto. We are going to be honoring Connie Carruthers, uh, Carruthers Works from Fontana. We're going to be honoring Shea Price, uh, Office Depot in um, Fontana. And we're going to be honoring Lola Cromwell, Cal State San Bernardino in San Bernardino. And then our keynote speaker for this event is going to be former Los Angeles Laker and three-time NBA champion, A.C. Green. And, and then we also have um, supervisor, Joe Baca, who is going to be saying a few words as well. So Joe Baca, San Bernardino County supervisor, is going to be sharing as well. So we have um, the opening prayer with Bishop Frank Rush of Houston, Texas. Praise and Worship Center, congratulatory remarks are going to be from my pastor, Pastor Joshua Beckley of Ecclesia Christian Fellowship. And um, that's the the, uh, folks that are going to be there, uh, uh, which includes our board members and volunteers um, that are going to be there. And uh, we're going to have a raffle at the end of the uh, thing. We're going to be giving away some gas cards. We got about four gas cards that we're going to be giving out. So you come on down and, and enjoy this event with us because we do need your support. We can't make it without you. Together we're stronger. And if we uh, try to do it by ourselves, it seems like it's futile. So together uh, we can help make a difference in our community. And I look forward to um, seeing uh, you there. And you can get your tickets on um, our website. You'll have to click on uh, Purchase Tickets, 
And the tickets are $45, and that is a donation to our, our nonprofit organization. We are a 501c3 organization, and as such, your donations are tax deductible. So we would love you to come, and, and we'd love to get, you know, to, get to, to know you uh, if your interests are the same. If you're concerned with providing uh, resources to the underserved uh, men, women, and youth in, in our community, then we are we're aligned with our what we want to do. So I just thank you, uh, Vicky, so much for giving uh, us this opportunity to speak on the radio. And I am the, the most grateful person for this opportunity. Well, you are very welcome. When and where is this gala taking place? The gala is going to take place on October 22nd from 4 to 6 p.m., and it's going to be on Zoom. And so you can go to our website, which is pathwayfromboystomen.com, P-A-T-H-W-A-Y-F-R-O-M-B-O-Y-S-T-O-M-E-N.com, and get your ticket. I've been speaking with James Randolph, founder of Pathways from Boys to Men. Their annual charity gala fundraiser taking place online this Saturday, October 22nd. Thank you so much for speaking with us today, and thank you for making a difference in our community. Thank you so much, Vicki, and I appreciate the opportunity. Thanks, and have a wonderful day. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.